0: Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots of Christ, where we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. If we're out of our minds it's for the sake of God, if we're in our right mind, it's for your sake. Second Corinthians five, thirteen. <laughs> Crazy people are in the Bible. Anyway, we're here today and we did we just did Revelation fifteen, sixteen yesterday, Revelation Wednesday, Thursday. I told you yesterday I was supposed to be home today. <laughs> they couldn't get me home. <laughs> so here I am in the hotel in Jacksonville. And uh, praying that I'll get home tomorrow because I've got a lot of work to do Task. i got two days worth of 18 hours worth a day of work. It's just nonstop. Go, go, go. So but anyway, we're in Philippians 3 today. I don't know if we'll finish it or not. We'll go on in and, and just jump on in. Uh, I'm just enjoying these so much. As I've said, I, I try to remember, and I remember wanting to say this at the beginning. If you're enjoying these, share them with your friends. Give it away. We give this away free. Uh, it 's it's not about subscriptions or any of that stuff it 's about people being blessed by the Word of god i 'm simply a vessel putting the Word of God out there, the pure Word of God just going verse by verse line by line precept by precept, and trying to divide it correctly between the between us you know to try and see where where God was going with this we 're not always going to get it right some things we 're going to make mistakes on we 're going fi- to all find out the judgment seat of Christ where we were right and where we were wrong but this, we have to keep a humble heart and just ask God for grace to get get it as right as possible so something even peter said you know paul wrote some things the apostle peter said paul wrote some things that were hard for him to understand that's peter who hung out with jesus so if pete's if pete's gonna have a hard time with paul you don't think we are <laughs> paul wrote some tough stuff he sure did so anyway let's just jump on in here and uh this my eye here just is kind of got a little thing going on there apologize like i said we are raw and unedited man <laughs> Uh, this is joy and believing. Chapter three, Philippians. We're almost into Colossians. After Colossians, we're going to go to First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, and after John, we're going to First and Second um, Corinthians. Eventually, we're going to get um, to—I can't remember. Uh, it don't matter. Anyway, let's just jump right. Oh, First, Second, and Third John and Jude. We're going to do those uh, after one of those other books. So, Amen. Anyway, let's continue on here. Let's see joy in believing. Finally my brothers rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again and it is a safeguard for you. You see what he's saying there? He said rejoicing in the Lord is a safeguard. Isn't, isn't that cool? Now when you rejoice, it's it's some I mean the joy you feel when you're when you rejoice or oh, you worship God. Let's just say when you worship but it, it's a safeguard to your soul. It does something to you internally in your heart as you worship that God just touches you with His Spirit and it just changes things for you. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write these same things to you again for it is ended as a safeguard to your soul. Amen to that. Or safeguard for you. Amen. Safeguard yourself with worship and praise and worship. So safeguard yourself. Amen. It's a safeguard to your soul. Amen. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus and have put no confidence in flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. Man, the Juda- they're called the Judaizers. They were the Jewish Christians who thought all the Gentiles had to convert to Judaism. It was just basically Judaism and add Jesus to Judaism. And he had to keep all the Old Testament law. And, and Paul said, there's no, we have no confidence in the flesh. Again, let's watch. And he called them dogs. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, a, that's probably a real, slam. in the Hebrew, I mean, in the Greek, I bet you that was a real slam. Uh, what show those men do evil? They do evil. He, Paul said what they're doing is evil. Mutilators, what they were trying to do was get the Gentile males to be circumcised. And Paul said they were doing evil and mutilating flesh. Wow. And that was circumcision. So these cats were trying to do circumcision. But again, for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. They didn't understand how Christ paid it all. They thought they could add something to the cross. You can't add anything to the cross, and there are certain denominations, and I will not even name anything specific, who say it's Jesus plus this or the cross plus this. It is not simple faith in in Christ as the thief on the cross, stapled to the cross, exercised faith in Christ. It says in First Corinthians 10, 13, 13, 10, 13, I think yeah, ten thirteen. That by one spirit we are baptized into one body. The minute he accepted Christ on the cross, by the spirit of God he was baptized into Jesus' body. That's right there. It's biblical. Faith is what saves you. Your faith in Christ. Not alone. Faith and faith alone. And of course repentance. But repentance is coming with your faith. But you can't add anything. Any physical thing you can do, you can't add to the cross. Nothing. Everything is after the cross and after faith. Amen. Let's continue on. Uh, and it goes on here. We, and then, see, Paul said, for it is we who are the circumcision. Talking about the circumcision of the heart, not the flesh. That's what matters. If your heart is circumcised by the Spirit of God, because you're born again, and you've been made a new creation in your heart. Amen we who worship by the spirit of god we who glory in christ jesus and we who put and we and who put no confidence in the flesh and we have no confidence in this flesh we can add nothing to jesus and all of our flesh is rotten that's why we're going to get a brand new body because we're getting rid of this flesh the flesh represents your sin nature and all that as well but we're getting a brand new body and we'll have a brand new mind Our spirit's been born again, but we'll have a brand new heart. Everything will be made new on that day, and we'll be perfected in Christ. Amazing, amazing stuff. Though I myself uh, have reasons for such confidence. This is Paul speaking about himself. He was a Pharisee. He had confidence in that he could... If anybody could have boasted in the flesh, it was Paul. Watch, he's going to give the litany right here. If anyone thinks he has reasons to put confidence in his flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for legalistic righteousness, faultless. Now God inspired him to write these words So these words are true This isn't Paul boasting Let's read that again the, This cat had if, if it was a matter of being saved by the law Or saved because you're Jew This dude had it down man I mean Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees A Jew of Jews A Hebrew among Hebrews This guy was uh, In legalistic righteousness Faultless This guy crossed every T Dotted every I In the, in the, in the Hebrew uh, in, the, in the Hebrew Bible The Old Testament He did it all he missed nothing. And so he had reasons to boast in the flesh. <laughs> Amazingly so. Now watch this. Now the, the very next verse, verse 7. But, but, B-B-U-T, but, whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. You almost can't say anything. What he says is so profound there. But whatever my... Paul said my whole life that I worked... He worked for decades on being a perfect Jew. And he says, whatever was to... That was to his prophet to be a perfect Jew. I consider a loss for the sake of Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, he considered all of that a loss. Because of the man, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He considered knowing him for the sake of Christ. No, considered a loss for the sake of Christ. Amen. It all was what he called it dung or poop in other places. It was all dung compared to to knowing Jesus, to being with Jesus. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider everything a loss compared to the spirit, greatness, surpassing, surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Let's stop there. I consider. Everything a loss. What did Jesus say? What is it to gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? Or what is it to gain the whole world and not know Jesus Christ as Lord? The, the, the mega millionaires, billionaires, and trillionaires, and there's some of those there now. They have everything. They've, they've They've gained everything. The world is literally their oyster, as the old saying goes. They have everything. They can buy anything. Some of them small countries. And yet Paul said, everything is a loss comparing that. So in other words, to gain all of that, to gain ownership of the planet, the deed to the planet, control it. Antichrist is literally going to have the deed to the planet for three and a half to seven years, somewhere in there. He's going to have full control of the entire planet, the globe. And Paul said, I consider everything a loss compared to surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Antichrist will be the wealthiest of all the wealthy that has ever been. He will be worth he will be worth whatever the planet's worth. He will be worth hundreds of trillions or quadrillions of dollars. He'll own all he'll have all the oil reserves. He'll have all the coal. He'll he'll all have all the nuclear energy. He'll own all the hospitals. He'll own all the food production. It'll all be his. Given to him by his father Satan. And yet Paul said it was complete loss. So that guy who's going to get to revel from three, from three and a half to seven years in glory is going to find out when he's thrown alive into the lake of burning sulfur that everything was a loss compared to know, to compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. On that day, Antichrist is going to wish he had lost all things for Christ, everything for Christ. The minute he hits that fire, man, all that glory will be burned away in less than a millisecond gone that's what the people of the world especially the wealthy and the powerful all those who boast and all that stuff they boast they have power and influence and authority because they have so much money they buy power influence and authority some rich guy the other day i heard was the the i don't want to mention his name but he was the the number one contributor to the world health organization of course he has influence and power over them All things are a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. All things are a loss compared to him. Everything. He is the supreme thing above all things. Because his father made him that, and you get him, you get the father anyway. So you get Jesus, you get the Father. See, we're not saying anything bad about the Father because you get Jesus, the Father comes. It's a package deal. John fourteen six. <laughs> so no one comes to the Father but by me. So you get you get Jesus, you get the Father. So we're not we're not we're not saying anything bad about the Father. We're just saying Jesus gets you to the Father. Amen. That's one of the reasons it's the surpassing greatness of knowing the son. Because we get to know the son, you get to know the father automatically. <laughs> Amen. Let's continue on. A little bit of diatribe in there. But man, that, that just speaks to me. Amen. I consider them rubbish. I consider them rubbish. All the things he could have gained, consider them rubbish. That I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own. We are not righteous in and of ourselves. We have been made the very righteousness of God through him on the cross. We have been made righteous through him. Our righteousness is from him and through him and because of him and for him. Nothing is of us. Amen. Um, See, I may gain and be found in not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law. See, you can't earn this thing. You can't earn righteousness. That's what the law is. It's about crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. easiest way to speak about the law. You cross all the T's, dot all the I's. You got to do it right all the time. Amen. Comes from the law, but that, but, but that which is from that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Everything is by faith. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. Our faith in His heart is evidence that God is, that Christ is, that the Holy Spirit is, that there's a kingdom beyond this world. Our faith. Our faith. That faith. God gives every human being the measure of faith. But some of us act on it. Let's read that again. That's powerful. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. See. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ. Our righteousness is through faith in Christ. Our belief in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God. That righteousness is from God through the Son to us. And is by faith. You know, the Bible says the only thing that pleases God is faith. Our believing in an unseen God, our believing He's good, our believing what the Word of God says, and our faith, we're increasing. As I'm reading this, my faith's increasing. As you're hearing this, your faith's increasing because faith comes by hearing, you're hearing by the Word. Romans 10. So, we're growing in faith as we're doing these studies. And anytime you read the Bible, you're growing in faith. Amen. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection to the resurrection from the dead. Wow. I want to read 311. Just as Christ is exalted after his resurrection, so we will one day share Christ's glory. Paul knew that he might die soon, but he had faith. That he would be raised to life again. So sharing in his. Sharing in his sufferings. That was a good interpretation. I like that way. Power somehow to attain the resurrection. I'm playing some doubt That he's in sure way of God. Whether by execution. That he did not doubt. But he'd be raised. But attain was God's power. Not his own yet. But just as Christ was exalted at his resurrection. So we will one day share Christ's glory. Paul knew that he might die soon. But he had faith that he would be raised to life again. So. We share in Christ's sufferings. We share in His glory. We share in His resurrection. We share. We're justified. We're made. The word justification in Greek means to be made innocent as if we had never sinned. We're going to be perfected someday, mind, body, soul, mind, body, everything, perfect, by Christ and by faith. Amen. I want to know Christ. Amen. There's another powerful thing too. I it's John 73. Eternal life is knowing the Father, the one true God, and the one He sent, Jesus Christ. I want to know Christ. A lot of people are going to hell because they don't know Jesus. They know about Jesus. They go to church uh, around people who know Jesus. They do acts like this in Matthew 7. Lord, we on that day many will say, "Lord, we Lord, Lord, we performed many miracles, cast out many demons, and did other things in your name." They did things in his name, but they but Jesus then Jesus says, "Truly I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil." Do. These people We're doing, uh, quote-unquote, righteous things. They're healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. But they did it outside of knowing him. Anything you do outside of knowing Christ is not of Christ. You use his name. You can take his name and do that. His name is all-powerful. But outside of a knowledge of Christ, outside of having a personal relationship, you're not saved. You have to know him personally, intimately. This matters. Because Matthew 7 says it directly. I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Man, I want to know Christ. Man, that's my cry. I know it's yours too. I want to know Christ. That's my thing. Everything. That should be everything to you. You want to know Christ. And a little bit better every day. As you fellowship with him. As you pray to him and his father. As the Holy Spirit shows you different things. As he's doing with me in Revelation. Just blow my mind. You want to know. You get to know him a little bit better every day. Amen. I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection, man. power of his resurrection, he overcame the grave, baby. And so will we. We're going to overcome the grave, man. Death. Death itself. Oh, grave, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? There's no grave. That's why precious inside the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalms 116.15. Man, the minute you check out of this life is the minute to, to be absent from the body. Boom, your spirit comes out of the body. Boom, you're present with the Lord. It's that fast. It's instantaneous. Death is just a light switch. Let me see if I can do this here. I've done this before. Death is death. That's death. Okay, one moment. One moment. Amen. One moment you're alive. Next moment you're dead. Next moment you're alive with Christ. (laughs) You're alive. You're dead for a second because your body ceases. And then you're alive in the spirit with Christ. Amen. (laughs) Getting excited yet? I'm excited. Amen. So, uh, the power of His resurrection—that's the power of his resurrection, kids. Woo-hoo! Overcoming all death, and the fellowship of his sufferings, sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection. Then again, we'll be, we're going to be glorified with Him in His resurrection. We're going to because His resurrection is ours. So we share it. We share. Again, Jesus said, "If they hated me, they'll hate you." So as the world hates us, we're sharing in his sufferings when they revile you, when they when they speak all manner of evil against you, when they throw rocks at you, when they chop your head off someday, you know, when they when they curse at you or or do all manner of evil against you because you're his. You're sharing in his sufferings. And all of that's recorded. That's all for God's glory. Wow. What an honor. We get to share in his sufferings and the great honor the greatest of all honors is to be martyred for him that is only by I believe personally I can't verify the scripture but I believe God has to call you and choose you to be to suffer because that suffering is such a high calling it's such an honor to be called to that to be among to be numbered among the martyrs is great honor to be numbered among those that are beheaded during the tribulation they're the first born from the dead I mean they're the first resurrection of the dead. And in Revelation 20, I believe it is. And they're going to rule and reign with Christ. They are specifically mentioned, though, those that gave up their heads during the tribulation wouldn't take the mark of the beast or worship his image. They have a special place of honor. They're acknowledged specifically in Scripture that they gave up their head for Christ, and they're going to rule and reign with him for a thousand years in the millennial reign of Christ. Wow. But again, all martyrs are honored by God. And uh, the fifth seal, you know, the martyrs under God's throne. Lord, Lord, how long before you avenge our blood? How long? And he said, "Wait a little longer. There's many. There's more to be added to you." So we make it the honor of martyrdom, but we can't. We can't ask for that. I, I never pray for martyrdom. I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want. That's taking an honor upon myself. I don't deserve that honor. But man, if it, if God allows it, oh my gosh, I will. I will be. I'll be on the ground crying. Oh my gosh, Lord, you're gonna let me lay my down, life down for you the way you laid life down for me. Man, James and John in Book of Acts. Walked out of the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they've been counted worthy to suffer for the name. They rejoiced. They were shouting that they had been beaten for Jesus' name. Man, we look at suffering all wrong. Because God said his grace is sufficient for us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. We're more than conquerors. We've got to believe those words. That, okay, if we're going, you know, if we're about to be beat on by somebody, that God's going to be with us in the beating. He's going to somehow, by grace, get us through that. That we're going to be beheaded, that we're, to, God, that we're going to rejoice. I told my friend Jack today, I hope as I'm walking towards the guillotine, I'm praising the Lord and affecting everybody around me. To fill their hearts with, I want, to be so, I want to be so full of joy. If I am executed for Christ, I want to be so full of joy that it blows the minds of the unbelievers. Think, oh my gosh, what is that about? That guy's about to die and he's so full of joy. He looks like he just hit the lottery. That's, that's what we're talking about here this is like ephesians this is but we're 20 minutes in and i'm halfway through so we're gonna stop uh just stop but uh, these words these words i was talking to my friend jack i was talking to mark today too but you know, me and mark don't talk about anything important <laughs> that was for mark's benefit so we'll laugh right now <laughs> yeah mark yeah mark you're my real friends jack I know they're both on the ground rolling right now. (laughs) Anyway, I was talking to Jack. um, What were we talking about? I I was laughing too much. We were talking about something today about all of this, but um, man. Oh, we were talking about how the Word of God, you know, there's so much nonsense on television, there's so much unreality. The entire world we're living in is unreal. It's unreality. All of this nonsense that isn't true that's all a lie that people wholesale are believing abortion's my most hated one that people believe that's not a child inside a woman sorry it is man anyway to come come it's like you come out of the world and we get in the Bible we come in, we, we come out of the unreal and we enter the real here. And these jo- these these Bible studies to me are such joy because I'm reading what's real. This is what's real. This is what's eternal. These words last forever. And so do your soul and my soul. So I'm an eternal person reading an eternal word. And you're an eternal person listening to me read this and go through it. This is the real life. What we're doing right now is real life. Man so good what a what a privilege this word of god is 1600 years god took right this moses to john from 1500 bc to 100 a.d 40 men three continents three languages and it goes to, it's from genesis to revelation it's seamless miracle of god this book so again i'm going to diatribe and diatribe i'm full of the joy of the lord today um, it's 23 minutes. I love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Again, share these. Give these away, man. Just give them away. Just share. them. Put them on your Facebook page. Share them. Again, I'm not beating up on you for not sharing them. If you're not inclined to share them, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> I had to go there. Oh man. <laughs> Jeez, don't you love me? <laughs> Shoot, that's funny anyway love you love you can't get enough of you i'm gonna shut up now because i'm having way too much fun this should be this much fun should be against the law and in some places in the blue states it probably is